The Adventures of Superman! Following the destruction of the Superman rocket, Richard Haller, who had planned to sell it to foreign agents, was captured by Superman. But Haller was defiant, threatening that unless he was freed, he would reveal to the world that Superman and Clark Kent were one and the same person. Although badly shaken, the Man of Steel refused to release the red-bearded traitor, even though it meant exposing his own precious secret. Apparently defeated, Haller surrendered to Superman his dead foster father's Bible, which linked him with Clark Kent, and also a small-scale model of the Superman rocket. Leaving Haller's house under police guard, the Man of Steel, in his guise of Clark Kent, hurried to the suburban home of Perry White, gray-haired editor of the Metropolis Daily Planet. Great Caesar's ghost! Well, where have you been, Kent? Lots of places, Chief. But there's no time to go into that now. Listen. Now, don't give me that routine. Chief, please. I, I told you there isn't time now. I'll give you all the details later. But right now, I want you to do something for me. No, yeah, no, I... Yes. You haven't time to tell me, your editor, what keeps you away from the office for three days. But you've got plenty of time to ask for a favor. Now, look. Well, now, you listen to no, me. No, you listen. listen. Don't... I'm not asking for favors for myself. This involves our national security and the peace of the entire world. Is that clear? Yeah, clear as mud. But go ahead. I'm listening. It's about time. John Carter, president of that big jewelry shop on the avenue, is a friend of yours, isn't he? A very good friend. What about him? I want you to phone him right now and ask him to meet me at his store at once. Tell him to give me whatever I want and to charge it to the Daily Planet. To the Planet? Now, wait. What do you want? Oh, will you stop wasting precious time and do as I say, Chief? Now, take my word for it. The Planet will be repaid in full by the government of the United States. Well, all right, Kent. But I wish you'd tell... Everything later at the office. Now, get on the phone and call Carter, please. Tell him I'll be waiting for him at his store. So long, Chief, and thanks. precious stones in this vault, Mr. Kent. Now, let's say you said it was a diamond you wanted. The finest diamond you have, Mr. Carter. Must be absolutely flawless. Our best diamonds are in this drawer. Now, here we are. Uh, Shall we take them upstairs where there's a better light? That won't be necessary. This light is good enough for me. My, these are beautiful stones. We'll find it in the country. Hmm. I can't see any flaws in this diamond. I can assure you there aren't any. The stones in this drawer are perfect. Scarcely any color in it, either. Well, that one doesn't have much pigment. Some of the others have fine coloring, though. Now, uh, you don't is... understand, Mr. Carter. I, I want one as nearly colorless as possible. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Most people prefer stones with distinct coloring. May I ask why you don't? Well, because the less color it has, the less it'll be hit by radioactivity. Radioactivity? I, I don't understand. Oh, I'm sorry. I, I can't explain. The only trouble with this diamond is its size. You, uh, you wouldn't have a, a vice and a power drill, would you? No, I haven't, but uh, look, Mr. Kent, if you entertain any idea of cutting the stone yourself, forget it. The diamond is the hardest mineral in the world. It requires special tools and skilled workmen to cut it. Well, I can handle it myself with Jimmy Olson's tools. He has a pretty good workshop in his basement. Mr. Kent, it's impossible. Just leave it to me, Mr. Carter. Uh, Perry White talked to you about charging this to the Daily Planet, didn't he? Yes, that's quite all right, but I wish you'd listen to me. Thanks, loads, and good night. Set the model in the vice here, Jim, like this. Well, it looks like a little rocket, Mr. Kent. Uh-huh, that's exactly what it is. It's a model of the Superman rocket. The what? The Superman rocket. The one in which Superman came to Earth from the planet Krypton a long time ago. What? You're kidding. No, I'm not. There, that ought to hold. Here you are. How could you have a model of Superman's rocket? Well, it's a long story, but take my word for it, this is it. Now, get me your power drill, will you, Jim? The, the one I gave you for Christmas. Oh, now, wait a minute. Tell me There's what... no time, Jim. I've got to find out if I'm right about this and if Haller played square with me. If he didn't, I've got to get back to that red-bearded rascal. What and... red-bearded rascal? Will you get me the drill? Oh, okay. You're always doing this, Mr. Kent. 
You spring a big surprise, like this being a model of Superman's rocket, and then you won't explain. Later, I said. What's the finest point you have, Jim, for drilling through steel? Uh, 32nd of an inch. That do? Uh-huh, I think so. I was using it just the other night. I... Yeah, here it is. Okay, let me have it, will you? And the drill, please. Oh, yes, and, and plug in your electric soldering iron. Okay. Here's the drill. Thanks. Now, will you please tell me what this is all about, Mr. Kent? Where did you... Later. Go? Better step back a little, Jim. I'm going to bore a hole in the nose of the rocket. What are you doing that for? I'm going to insert a diamond chip in the nose. A diamond chip? Uh-huh. There was a diamond hidden in the nose of the Superman rocket. Haller and his experts missed it when they built the two models. It's my hunch that the diamond acted as a governor. Huh? You see, the diamond is the hardest mineral known and the most heat-resistant. I think it governed the speed of the rocket, prevented it from going too fast and burning up by slowing it down when too much heat flowed through it. It swerved the rocket's direction when it was approaching cosmic dust, powerful meteors, and so on. You follow? Well, not exactly, but... There, yeah, that ought to do it. Now, let me see if I squeeze the diamond small enough. What do you mean, squeeze the diamond? Uh, oh, uh, just a figure of speech, Jim. Here we are. I think it'll do. That's the smallest diamond I ever saw. You're going to put it in the rocket's nose, huh? Uh-huh. I hope it does the trick. There. I can push it into place with the drill. That does it. Now, let's have the soldering iron, Jim. I want to seal the opening in the nose. Coming up. Here you are. Thanks. Golly. You think that little diamond chip will do the trick, huh? Keep your fingers crossed. Sheepers. There. It's sealed. Now, we just take the model out of the vise. And... I wonder... What, Mr. Kent? No, no, I, I can't put my finger on it, Jim, but this model seems different in some way. Different? What do you mean? From the first model and the original Superman rocket. Different? How? I don't know. It seems to be identical, and yet... Well, maybe I'm just imagining it because I don't trust Haller. Sure, that's probably all it is. All right, let's go. Oh, where? To Metropolis Park to find out if I've solved the secret of the Superman rocket. Followed by Jimmy Olsen, eager and excited, Clark Kent heads for Metropolis Park to test the tiny rocket... What will happen? We'll be back in a moment for the amazing climax of today's episode. So keep listening. Say, don't think everything around here is secret, because we're coming right out with news that's sensational. Yes, news about your gyrocket. A real gyrocket, a terrific hand-sized rocket model. A gyrocket from Kellogg's Pep, the super cereal. It's a fact. A gyrocket that you can launch right from your hand to zoom into the sky. A flashing streak of brilliant color. Yes, a gyrocket with a gleaming, brightly colored wooden body, slender and streamlined to the last inch. Almost half a foot long. At the power end is a steel propeller designed for rotational thrust. And the launching's a cinch, because with your gyrocket, you get a metal launching rod and a wooden rocket launcher. You just hold the launching rod in your hand. Flick your arm, and then off it goes, knifing its way through the air up over the treetops. Get in on the fun right away. Send for several gyrockets. Get a whole rocket fleet of the future. Right. Then practice up with your gyrockets. And challenge your friends to distance and speed contests and spot landing. Now listen. For each gyrocket you order, today send 15 cents and a Kellogg's Pep box top to Superman. Box 124, New York 8, New York. Don't forget, you can't buy this gyrocket anywhere. The only way to get it is to send a box top from Kellogg's Pep, plus a dime and a nickel, and your name and address clearly printed to Superman, Box 124, New York 8, New York. This offer is limited to the United States. And now, back to the adventures of Superman. 
sun, the great orange ball is just rising as Clark Kent and Jimmy Olsen reach Metropolis Park. Over grass still wet with dew, Kent leads Jimmy to a large and deserted stretch of lawn and removes the tiny gleaming rocket model from his topcoat pocket. This place ought to do, Jim. Gosh, I'm nervous as a cat, Mr. Kent. I am a bit jittery myself. Let's see now. The directional finders are set. The rocket should go up to its peak altitude, then level out and circle back. We hope. We hope. Here goes. Hey, wait. What about the fuel? Oh, the chambers have enough gas and liquid oxygen to get the rocket started. When it's underway, it draws its own fuel out of the air. Oh. All right, Jim, take a deep breath now. Here goes. Wow. Look at it go, Mr. Kent. Huh? So far, so good. Golly, it's practically out of sight already. I can see it. Should reach its peak altitude in a moment. It's above the clouds now. Yes, it's starting to level off. It's performing beautifully, Jim. It is? Uh-huh. Well, I can't see it at all anymore. I can see it clearly. It's beginning to circle and come back. We did it, Jim. We did it. We? Oh, you mean you Wait did it? Wait a minute. What the... What's the matter? Well, I don't know. I... I can't see it anymore. You can't? Well, you just Jim, said... the... That rocket's disappeared. Disappeared? Yes, it... It just vanished. It's gone. <laughs> color draining from his face, Clark Kent peers up into the sky, where, but a moment before, the tiny rocket model was performing brilliantly, but now has suddenly disappeared. How can this be? Kent is Superman, possessed of supervision. How could the rocket have vanished before his very eyes? Can this be what Richard Haller meant when he predicted a surprise for Superman? There's a thrill a minute in store for you in tomorrow's exciting episode, fellows and girls, so be sure to listen. Tune in, same time, same station, for Chapter 13 of The Secret Rocket on The Adventures of Superman. And remember, for breakfast, it's Kellogg's Pep. For excitement, The Adventures of Superman. Superman is a copyrighted feature appearing in Superman DC comic magazines and is brought to you Monday through Friday at the same time by Kellogg's Pep, the sunshine cereal. This program came from New York. Stay tuned now for Captain Midnight, which follows in a moment. This is the Mutual Broadcasting System. Welcome back. Well, I like the ease with which Superman resolved the cliffhanger uh, from the previous show, which had been on Friday. And with a strong moral compass... It was not a difficult uh, choice. So I, uh, I, I, that just is what you love about Superman. I do think they are stretching a little bit uh, the amount of information that uh, you can record in uh, a family Bible. The ones I've seen have had like family trees and things like this. But do they really make one in which that's uh, has space for uh, as much information as this? I'm just curious. I'm not making a definitive statement. I, it's just I don't recall uh, the ones I've seen uh, being of that nature. Also, uh, in Monday's show, Superman's uh, secret identity was almost exposed. So on Tuesday, he uh, begins doing a bunch of suspicious things. Uh, I mean, there was no reason for most of that. Ask the uh, Perry White to co- get in contact with his jeweler so that the United States government can reimburse uh, Perry White for the money spent on the jewel, and then bring Jimmy Olsen into the whole thing. I mean, it's already been established, the U.S. government is aware of this, that they definitely want 
uh, Superman rocket, if anyone's going to get it. So from an in-world perspective, there's no real reason to do this. There's particularly no reason for Jimmy Olsen to be there at the rocket launch, other than the fact that we need to use these uh, characters and the actors who perform the roles. But in all seriousness, after starting a bit slow, the story is really moving at a good pace here into this uh, portion of the story. And the mystery of what happened to the rocket is uh, fascinating, and I hope you'll be with me on Sunday as that's unveiled. I also note that I didn't actually um, miss the missing um, opening uh, commercial. So maybe I should say there was an absent uh, commercial rather than a missing one. All right, well, that will do it for today. We'll be back, as I said, on Sunday with part 13 of this adventure. In the meantime, send your comments to adam at adamsweb.us. Be sure and rate the show on iTunes and pick up Powerhouse Flies Again, free in all major ebook stores. But from Boise, Idaho, this is your host, Adam Graham, signing off.